1: History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. With your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll.
2: Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. This is Kathleen. I'm your host today. I'm going to report to you some intriguing things we've learned in the last few weeks about bribe money paid to schools and how to hold public officials accountable for taking this bribe money and imposing unconstitutional medical mandates. In the first part of the program, we're going to talk about this problem that the federal government has been paying to school, paying schools to keep children masked and tested in quarantine. And then after the break, we will report on some intriguing solutions where citizens have been having success holding public officials accountable without even resorting to the courts. And the method is called Bonds for the Win. And it is having quite an effect. That's B-O-N-D-S, Bonds for the Win. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, let's see where we are with these medical measures. The most obvious form of tyranny the government continues to impose on us, and especially our children. It's been two years since we first experienced the shutdowns. We're continuing to see mass mandates in schools. And some people wearing masks in public here in California. Our governor has demonstrated the grossest hypocrisy he attended the Super Bowl unmasked along with 70,000 other people before his arbitrary date lifting mask for most people took place February 15th. Yet right after the Super Bowl, he reinstated the mask mandates on school children in California, admitting that he had to, as the teachers union leaders insisted that he do so. So we know who he reports to. As if he... Or the union leader, or anybody, has any authority to impose any mandate, medical mandates whatsoever, and they never had authority to do it, and they, and they don't now. So, looking more closely, children are the last people who should be masked. If one looks at the science, children have never been at risk of dying, of or hardly even contracting COVID. Their chances of dying of COVID are something like. in other words, almost non-existent, yet school districts in California and in some other parts of the country continue to implement the harmful policy of masking children. Why? Let's look deeper at the root causes. In order to do that, we have to follow the money. Do we have local control of schools at all anymore? That's really the question. Parents groups have gone to school boards and stated the case against masking children with science and facts. They've pleaded, they've demanded, they've used arguments of constitutional rights to get local schools to change their policy. There have been lawsuits against masking children, such as the one f- filed here in San Diego let them, by Let Them Breathe. Yet school board members have sat there in video after video that I've watched and I've attended some meetings myself There they sit, wearing masks themselves, and they've done nothing to change the policy. There have been instances of children being put out of school, segregated to different classrooms, or persecuted in other ways if they don't continue to wear masks all the hours they're in school. This is cruel and unusual punishment. Masks are harmful for children, both physically and psychologically. If you doubt that, go to the OSHA standards. Go to American Frontline Doctors' website, the FLCCC website. You can see what Dr. Peter McCullough has written on the subject, or a host of others. But you hardly even have to resort to scientific studies to know that masks are harmful. and They are not helpful. A cloth barrier causes us to rebreathe our own carbon dioxide. It collects moisture and is an incubator for germs, which children then rebreathe. And I could go on and on. But school superintendents, school board members, principals, and administrators know this. Or if they don't, they should. But in case after case, they continue to mask and test children, even after repeatedly being approached by parents and parents' groups. So what did we find out recently in the last few weeks? A woman named A.J. DePriest, who has a firm that reads federal contracts and analyzes school budgets on a regular basis, began to dig into the public records of her state in Tennessee. She found that Tennessee schools had received billions of dollars from the federal government as COVID relief funds, or ESSER funds, as they are called. ESSER, E-S-S-E-R, stands for elementary, and secondary emergency relief funds. She found that there were three major distributions. The original CARES Act distribution, or ESSER-1, this was passed in March of 2020. There was a second ESSER distribution in December of 2020, and then a third one, the Rescue Act, or the ESSER-3 distribution. legislation was passed in March of 2021 more than $193 taxpayer dollars were distributed to public schools, and some even went to private schools. Hmm, why did schools need all these funds for relief of a disease that children almost never even get? Were they doing okay before with the $12,000 per year that children are allotted in California. I think they were. Well, not that California has a high record as far as their achievement, but why did they need the billions of dollars? Well, school officials were not told right away that in order to keep these funds, they had to enact all the COVID restrictions from the CDC, including universal masking, testing, and quarantining, leading to full vaccination of children as the ultimate goal. No, they were told this after they had already accepted the billions of dollars. This is all on the pub- public record, and anyone can look up ESSER funds and find out more information. A.J. Priest gave a full interview with Del Bigtree on The Highwire about it. You can view that interview on thehighwire.com by clicking on the podcast call called Follow the Money. So how much money did California receive from the federal government in order to keep our children muzzled and enslaved? The California Department of Education website states it received $15 billion, and that's, that's it, the, the amount rounded off. And that's only for the ESSER three fund distribution. How was the money distributed? Superintendents of schools around the state are the ones who accepted the funds and signed off on the stipulations that they had to maintain the COVID restrictions on children to keep the funds. And by the way, the Department of Education website says ESSER funds may be used through the year 2024. Do they intend to keep the kids masked until then? These superintendents who accepted these funds in exchange for abusing our children have violated their oaths of office in a number of ways. We will get into that in the second half of the program, but first let's remember that school board members have too. They have violated their oaths, as have principals, teachers, and anybody who has implemented these unconstitutional measures that continue to harm children. I was just doing what I was told is no excuse. Not only is the Biden administration paying school districts to abuse our children in this way— but this whole campaign is instigated by the teachers' union leaders. The president of the California Teachers Association is Mr. Toby Boyd. Everyone should know that infamous name and hold him responsible for what is going on in our schools. The teachers' union is notoriously in favor of a godless socialist fascist system. They say right on their website they support BLM, the so called Build Back Better bill, which I call the Build Back Broke Bill, proposed by the Democrats, which really originates from the World Economic Forum. And if anyone doesn't know, this is an elite group of super-rich people who openly state they want to own all the property in the world, and everybody else will rent from them. That these people want to raise compliant, muzzled children should be no surprise, This is yet another reason to resist this agenda and to protect our children in every way we can. One way we can do this is to take children out of government schools and homeschool them, and there are many other different alternatives as well. But after the break, we will talk about another method parents are now using to hold elected officials accountable, and it doesn't even involve the court system. Be right back.
1: There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise.
2: This is Kathleen Melanakis. I'm an RN and I am the author of a new book that's available on Amazon.com, Risks and Benefits of Vaccines for Informed Choice. It is a succinct book with the information that doctors and nurses should be telling you about vaccines, but probably aren't. It has the documentation that manufacturers perform no control group studies on vaccines like other drugs, and the CDC refuses to do them. It lists the ingredients in vaccines like aluminum and mercury that can build up over time to cause neurological problems. It shows the expanding. Schedule of childhood vaccines, which have exploded since 1986. I wrote this book in hopes that it could be a helpful tool, especially in these days of vaccine mandates, to help you insist on informed consent from doctors or anybody pressuring you to be injected with these substances. Remember, the title is Risks and Benefits of Vaccines for Informed Choice, available on Amazon.com.
1: Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise.
2: Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. In the first half, we discovered that a big reason school officials are keeping our children masked is because of billions of taxpayer dollars paid to the state of California from the federal government in so-called COVID relief or ESSER funds. And this is for a disease that children don't even hardly even get or very low chance of dying from. But now that we've discovered more about the problem, let's talk about some solutions that parents are using to reclaim their rights and stop the abuse of their children in the schools. We have recently become aware of an old law that has been rediscovered that has to do with filing a claim on public official surety bonds, or what is called criminal liability insurance. It also has some other names in other counties— but whether they are called faithful performance or fidelity or some other name, these bonds, these insurance policies are there to ensure that the public official carries out his or her, or her duty, his or her duty in a lawful manner. There's a law in every state that says every public official must be covered by one of these surety bonds. It goes back to a law that has been on the books since 1792. Our founding fathers knew that the people would need a remedy if government officials got too powerful or they sought their own interest instead of the people's. It is why they ensured that public officials take an oath of office to support the Constitution and seal it with a surety bond. So what exactly is it? Well, the laws governing public officials' crime insurance policies in California are in the California Code Sections 1300 through 1304 and 1450 through 1463. You can look it up. It's on the Bonds for the Win website, or you can just type in California code. But Section 1303 states clearly every person who exercises any function of a public office without taking the oath of office or without giving the required bond is guilty of a misdemeanor. Thus, every public official, whether elected or appointed, must take an oath of office and must carry crime insurance according to the law. If they don't, they can be removed from office just for that. Now, anyone can file a claim against a public official for not upholding his or her oath of office or for committing violations of laws. This is different than going through the criminal justice system, which can also be an option, but this is a way that members of the public can serve papers on public officials and hold them liable sometimes even for millions of dollars without even going through the criminal justice system the justice system is after all part of the government and may tend to serve its own interests instead of the public's and it takes a lot longer than this method the group that is Im- implementing this method call it bonds for the win once again B-O-N-D-S, bonds for the win. And it involves three main parties. The injured citizen or citizens, the public official who has violated their oath, and the insurance company who is contracted to cover that official if he has violated laws. And so if anyone can do the following steps to hold that official accountable, what you do first is obtain a copy of that official's oath of office, which every official has to have, and they have to give you a copy of it. Then you can obtain the crime policy for your county or for that official. For, for San Diego, most officials are covered under a blanket crime policy, and it's already available. You can go for uh, the, on the Bonds for the Win website, you can download it. Uh, you can email me and I can download it and send it to you. It's a matter of public record. They have to give you a copy. So then you have the information that you need to get started. The second step is to write a letter of intent to file a claim with the person's bond insurance company. This is a letter outlining how the person has violated his oath where he or she swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the California Constitution. The letter should also describe how they have violated your rights, the other laws they have broken, and how people have been harmed. It should say, if this is not the case, please provide evidence that it is not the case, but then they won't be able to because everyone knows that children have been masked for the last two, for, for, for however long it's been two years. And then it should list what the individual can do to make amends within a specified time limit. The letter should state that failure to comply will give you no choice but to file a claim against their crime insurance policy. There are sample letters of intent that can be adapted for your particular situation on the Bonds for the Win website. Once again, anybody can make use of this process. Just follow the steps outlined on on the website. They can take you through the process, can help you along the way. They, the, the California Code and the laws that many school officials have broken are listed on there that with, the, with the numbers. They can also hook you up with others who are doing this. So you can find strength in numbers. You can form a group yourself, though. Start with other parents, other parents or grandparents or your Bible study group or your church group or your neighborhood, anyone concerned with the welfare of children. Now, the interesting thing is that we already have 10 school districts that we know of in California that have lifted their mandates because parents have written letters of intent. And we also have 10 other school districts that have also lifted their mandates, maybe because they don't want this to be happening to them, so they're doing it ahead of time because they know they are in the wrong But in the time remaining, I want to read to you an effective letter that got the mandates removed in Fresno County. It is actually quite brief, but it makes major points and it has had the desired effect. Here's the letter. Superintendent and Board Members, you have violated your oath of office, which states you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of California. The common law of California does not give you the authority to write your own laws, enforce mandates, and endanger children's lives. The right to conformed consent is meaningless without the right to refuse any medical intervention. Government agents and those acting under color of law, which means that they are acting as if something is a law when it isn't, are forbidden by long-standing national and international laws from coercing vaccination, mass mandates, and COVID testing. The school board is in direct violation of multiple state, federal, and international laws. You have taken ESSER funds, that is, federal funds, ESSER federal funds, with stipulations that you will follow guidelines from the CDC and not from the parents with regard when taking this money, you have unlawfully and deceitfully eroded the parental rights of the school district. Your, your goal is to get all the kids vaccinated, as stated on page 20 and 21 of the American Rescue Plan, with this product that is not even FDA approved, but it is still under emergency use authorization. Recall that California Education Code 49005.5 states... That an educational provider will not use seclusion for the purpose of coercion or discipline. They cannot use a physical restraint that impairs a student's breathing. Well, yeah, or respiratory capacity and cannot use an item to cover a student's face. So there it is right in the law, folks. They put that... There's an, there's an actual law that states that you can't do that. They put it in the letter. Okay, so the letter goes on. Because of the unconstitutional, illegal actions that have invaded the health and well-being of the children of Fresno School District, we demand the following. Stop enforcing policies that require universal masking for children, teachers, and faculty. End all vaccine clinics on school campuses. And I would add, and prohibit them in the future. Three, remove all COVID testing for staff, and I would add students. And they, in Fresno, demanded an audit of all school spending, as well as the spending of the ESSER funds over the past two years. letter continues, We are giving you five business days to respond. If nothing changes, we will file multiple claims against your individual surety, fidelity, and or faithful performance insurance policies. This is just the beginning. We will not stop until the abuse of these children stops. The children, the people are rising up and parents are waking up as illustrated by the hundreds of signed demand letters in these boxes beside me. See, they got hundreds of people to do these letters. Those of you who kept silent, now is your chance. Take a vote on this tonight to end it all. If not, you have five days. The people have spoken. End of letter. As I said, in this case... School officials lifted the mandates because of this letter. But some of, some letters of intent have demanded that in, in addition to lifting mandates, certain public officials resign. Some letters of intent have demanded that school officials give the money back to the federal government. Some have demanded that the school district use the money to compensate vaccine injured adults or children or, or children or those injured by mask wearing. And other demands have been made as well. But if your demands are met when you do this letter, after serving the letter, then your goal has been accomplished. But if not, then you go ahead and file a claim with the insurance company. Some officials are insured for millions of dollars and must pay huge deductibles if they are found guilty of violations, and each violation carries a separate dollar amount. There's no limit on the number of violations that you can list on your letter. The insurance company may also drop the individual's insurance. And if so, that person may never be entrusted with public office again, as no insurance company would want to cover them. So once again, I hope I have explained this method clearly so you can further educate yourself on how to do this effectively. Go to bondsforthewin.com. And find out how to join with others here in San Diego. There's a group starting that I can tell you about if you email me or wherever you are. You can also use this process. This is what you can do to bless your neighbor this week. Finally, just a reminder that my book is available on Amazon.com, Risks and Benefits of Vaccines for Informed Choice. It is a succinct book with the information that doctors and nurses should be telling you about vaccines, but probably aren't. It has the documentation that manufacturers perform no control group studies on vaccines like other drugs, and the CDC refuses to do them. It lists the ingredients in vaccines like aluminum and mercury that can build up over time to cause neurological problems. It shows the expanding schedule of childhood vaccines, which have exploded since 1986, but I wrote this book in hopes that it could be a helpful tool, especially in these days of vaccine mandates, to help you insist on informed consent from doctors or anybody pressuring you to be injected with these substances. Remember, the title is Risks and Benefits of Vaccines for Informed Choice, available on Amazon.com. I'd like to see the Bonds for the Win method. This is one last thought used to file claims against California State Senator Richard Pan and his buddy State Senator Scott Weiner and other legislators who have passed compulsory vaccination laws in California who are now trying to add the COVID injection, which isn't even a vaccine, to the childhood schedule. Something to think about. Bless you, and I'll talk to you next week.
1: Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen.